The boys are back. Snapping into Coop What's going on? What's going on? Freeway today. It's weird. I'm start. I'm starting it. Are we in? This is the intro. They're <laughs> <laughs> just jump right in. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do the intro, but I'm not. Yeah. No, we're here. I thought now there's three of us, there's no gentleman's intro. No. No. We're, we've gone rogue. Yeah. Anything goes. When are you going to... Are you staying here for the podcast? Three of us now? Man, I guess we'll see how this one goes. Right. Yeah. Right. And if, okay. if it all goes well... Did not agree to this, everyone, listeners, did not agree to this, but anyway, here we go, mate. This is what happens when you miss the podcast three weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm coming for your spot. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if everyone's aware this is now the X podcast. Yeah. Well, that's right. We've rebranded to Tapping Into X. Tapping Into week. Yeah. Rebrands take ages, but that was like, <laughs> just decided. In. Well, Elon Musk does things differently. He does. He doesn't muck around. No. Yep. He's a uh, man of the people. But uh, mate, we, I can't even say mate anymore, I've got to say guys. Yeah. This is weird. Before you get started... Yeah. I just wanted to shout out, you guys have some really cool high-tech headphones on. What's the uh, what's the reason for that? We've been muzzled because of your tapping <laughs> into crypto. In the world, yeah, that. The, the headphones are the, the, punishment. the, the muzzle of the podcast. Yeah. 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 Well, I put the tapping into tapping into crypto. So. You did, yeah, you, you literally did that, I think. So for anyone who doesn't understand, I bang around and make too much noise. And so <laughs> the boys are wearing headphones so they can call me out when I'm uh, making too much of a racket over here. Yeah. It won't take long. No. Like he's already doing it, but I just I don't want to break his spirits <laughs> too early. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about crypto. Let's yeah. do it, Teddy. Let's. Uh, why don't you take it away for us, mate? What are you What are you feeling? What are you seeing, mate? Not too much in the last sort of week. We've had a lot of volatility over the last month, but I guess in the last week, the markets have stalled. I'm more looking for a catalyst to really move us to the upside or the downside. Pav, I know you're big on the technical analysis and the Bollinger Bands are looking very tight at the moment. So can you explain to me what, what that shows us? Like you said, it's just tight. Like price hasn't moved anywhere in like almost the last month. So the more that I guess we go along, Bollinger Bands are just a type of indicator that's out there. So when you see lots of volatility in the market moving, they usually get wider. When they're not moving, they're usually condensing, contracting, get much smaller. So on a weekly time frame, it's the tightest it's been on Bitcoin specifically since 2018, I think it was, I saw. So it's nothing of significance by itself, but it's more to call out that if we're looking at how do we compare now in terms of volatility versus the past, it's been a few years since we've seen things this quiet and this range bound in terms of price moving. I was explaining this to somebody probably about a month ago. Yeah who had like no idea about it but why would you even bother the way i know why did they ask me <laughs> don't ask me questions like, i'll just go but no but i think it was like because my hamstring was hard at the time oh so you compared that to a technical compared to that hamstring was like the yeah, bollinger band is like if you structured and you contracted that's when the market has heaps of volatility when the market doesn't move when it doesn't have the volatile swings it's like a muscle that just goes back into itself and then it needs to be yep. so when it goes back into itself not that bad we feel like it needs the market needs to do something. Volatility needs to be introduced to go and stretch it again. So yep. again, I don't know. I think that was probably the worst. This <laughs> interesting analogy. You haven't heard that one before, but yeah. hey, maybe we'll catch on. I think it works. I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's that bad. But um, yeah, I think said like you said, like that's where we are. Like quiet, really quiet. But I mean, the old coins have been running. We saw XRP do its thing last week. Was that last week? Yeah, that was last week. It had a n- nice little uptick, which actually followed just after the SEC ruling. So I mentioned like big catalysts potentially impacting the market. I think the SEC have just come out and saying that they're hinting it's appealing against the ruling in the SEC in the case. Very nice of them. Yep. So I mean, yeah, 
to be expected, right? But I guess that just adds more uncertainty into the market. And until we get a finalized outcome from that, we might see some volatility on the back of that. But until then, yeah, I guess it's a little bit of the unknown, you could say. Yeah. Tommy, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm just looking at the key levels, I guess. You know, everyone at the moment, we've just seen, like as recording, we're seeing a pullback, I guess a nice little pullback in the market from Bitcoin, call it 30,200 30, US back to kind of 29K overnight. I know a lot of longs were getting wrecked there. A lot, a lot of people were bullish. Mm. Happens every single time. This is not really news to us, but I guess it does seem that there might be some compounding negative sentiment. Pav, I know you're going to talk about FOMC in the US meeting. We're talking about potential interest rate rises, what I'm kind of alluding to there, as well as uh, you mentioned, Ted, the SEC case. So potentially some compounding negative news. Yeah. For me, I was kind of having a look this morning at some key levels. I think we could see Bitcoin kind of retrace back to that 25, 26K, and that would still, for me, be a positive, healthy yeah. movement, yeah. considering everything we've seen in, in kind of the quarter so far. So, yeah. Yeah. again, yeah, you map that against Ethereum, we're kind of seeing Ethereum go back to kind of 1,600, 15, mid-1,500 levels as well. So, yeah, they're, they're the kind of the key, the key ones that I always watch that generally lead out the market. Obviously, we had XRP last week. Did continue bullish to start this week, but it's kind of, yeah, it's cooled off. Mm. The market's cooled off, guys. Well, it's fearing great sitting out. I haven't checked that. Oh, no, but I'll check it for us yeah. very quickly. So, you guys are talking about something else. Yeah, but like you, see, you guys are saying, the, the expectation is from a macro perspective that there is a hike to come, so more pain for people. So, I mean, if that comes through as expected, that's going to be quite gnarly. Just to call out the opposite situation, I mean, what we're seeing priced in right now is a rate hike. Mm. So, if the opposite happens and we get something unexpected that the market's not expecting, yep. that's going to have a massive, massive drive of volatility, be it up or down. Or if the hike's bigger than expected as well. Correct. So it could go up or down. But look, I mean, that's the takeaway. I mean, the key thing you can do is like take risk off usually leading into these things if you are trading. I mean, if you're long-term DCA, it yep. doesn't really change your situation at all. But Fear and Greed's at 50 today. It was at 55 yesterday. Yeah, so it's dropped a few points. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Over the last few days. So yeah, people are... Starting to get a bit fearful again. Yep. Yeah. Which is Makes pretty sense. expected when you see these kind of cool off periods. Yeah, exactly. Do we want to touch on the uh, top movers now? Yeah, I guess we could. So looking back at the last seven days, we've got XDC Network. I looked into this, not too much to report here. They announced a partnership with SBIVC, which is Asia's leading Web3 conference. It's interesting to see it up 62% in the last yeah, seven days so. based on the back of that news. Mm. That's all I could find. So... Yeah, interesting there. What else we got? Stellar. We spoke about Stellar last week as well. You mentioned, Pav, that they're linked with XRP. Not linked, but similar type of... They're pretty much... Same project, but they also move in tandem usually. Yes. When one moves, the other one moves. Yeah, exactly. I think we touched on it probably... Yeah, again, last time I was on the podcast and I caught hanging shit on me for not being on for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> the last time we were on, we were kind of speaking about when a narrative moves... It doesn't just move on one asset. Like when mm. Bitcoin narrative is going, the coins in around Bitcoin are moving. Mm. I think Stacks. XRP, yeah, yeah, XRP has kind of had that similar type of effect on Stellar. Yeah, Stellar. Like I, I've been using Stellar for years. Like it's actually a really good currency for remittance. Like it's generally pretty stable in its price, and then it's it costs like almost zero to send, um, mm. like across the world. Yeah. So that's the reason why I've been using it. XRP was obviously another good option. The banking kind of preferred, if you want to call it that, and. Yeah. That um, replacement for Swift was kind of their dream. <laughs> mm. I guess they're still chasing, but with XLM, Stellar, like that's been, it was always the cheapest and quickest option. So that's, yep. that's the reason you use it, right? Yep. So, yep. Yeah. No, absolutely. So yeah, Stellar hasn't really been 
sort of spoken about for a while now. It's been keeping pretty quiet. So, uh, no, it's one of the OGs. It is. It is thing. one of the OGs. It's been around yeah. since 2016, 17, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're also seeing Maker in there. So, DeFi narrative, trust wallets, Dogecoin. Pav, do you want to touch on Dogecoin a sec? Oh. Uh, it's, you're going to bark? I'm not going to bark. <laughs> Oh, he's done it. Not yet. He was shaping like a <laughs> He was arcing his back. It was <laughs> Here was standing up on the back yeah. of his neck. That was Elon. So when the whole X.com thing was going down, the rebranding on his Twitter profile, he had the, um, I think it's a location profile setting. He had it set to X. And then the next character was the D from Dogecoin. So yeah. Kind of a little nugget, a little Easter egg. Yeah. Part of the text. Yeah. And I know like a lot of the sort of conversations are now speculating, well, what's this whole X.com movement? Mm. Sort of finding out finer details that it's more of a play to be more of a um, social marketplace plus payment provider in the long run. It's not just about Twitter and being a social payment. So obviously the thought then is Elon loves Doge. He's made it very abundantly clear. So would that be you know crypto's arm into being adopted getting into like the payment space and dogecoin being part of that and i'm sure bitcoin would be as well as some other ones as well so i think that's the reason why that but that's only up on like i think it was at its best it was up about six to seven or eight percent yes i had seen just that you mentioned bitcoin and i had seen in tesla's reporting like in the financial year report essentially had highlighted the um bitcoin investment still active just wanted to kind of call that out yeah yeah a lot of people were like oh they've got rid of all their bitcoin i was like no it's actually still active it's on the books and they're um Still tracking it as part of the balance sheet. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Good news. Yeah. Just on the whole Twitter rebranding to X news. So Elon expressed interest that he's interested in creating his own version of China's WeChat. Now, if you don't know about WeChat, it's basically China's super app. So it's their social media. It also allows you to do video chats and messaging and streaming and it does payments and everything. So I think in the long run, that's Elon's goal. However, uh, it's not as straightforward as you probably think because there's a bunch of other companies trying to do the same and create the one global super app that is out there. So there's a lot of competition, but uh, look, if there's going to be a man to do it, it's probably Elon Musk. He's a pretty ambitious dude. So yeah, I think, what was it? It was $20 billion worth of branding lost overnight. Mate, I was just like amazed at it because yeah. like everyone talks about Twitter, you know, tweet has become a word that's it's now in the dictionary. And now we've just, you know, thrown that in the bin and essentially calling them X's. Are we? That's going to get real confusing because, Pav, I know you have a lot of extra. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so funny. Well, Wait, yeah. we went there. Uh, 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 but you set yourself up too. That's a sad part for that. <laughs> no, Pav, you set yourself up. Yeah, like I'm having some X's. <laughs> Where some of the responsibility? <laughs> yeah, you really got to. Elon's obsessed with the letter X. Like, you got SpaceX, X Holdings, which is the parent company for Twitter, now X. And his son's buddy, is it son or daughter's name? X Ash 12. Yeah. Something stupid. Well, Tommy, you were saying like that was his old company, right? Like he, X.com. Yeah. Yeah. He got, and he got shafted. Unlucky. He got kicked out. Long story short, some of the um, directors or the executive team, they went offside with him. He went on a holiday for a week, first time since the company was launched, and they ousted him while he was away on holidays. Jesus. Yeah. Jeez. Look, there was more to it than that, but that's essentially the TLDR of what happened. Imagine being Elon Musk and getting fired. I know. I know. And just lastly on the top movers, Chainlink's in there as well. And have we did it two weeks in a row. We did it, mate. Firstly, we called out Solana, then it pumped. Then we called out Chainlink and it pumped. So what are you calling out this week? That's all everyone, anyone wants to hear like, on top shit, <laughs> going to get banged. Just goes to show that the tab in the crypto community is, is very powerful. And, and they're, yeah, we know that already. They're moving the markets. So I'm here from looking out the window. Someone's screaming in at us. Yeah, the whole fans, they're holding up signs saying... Yeah. We love you, Pav, and yeah, right. come out and we call me. Please come back to the podcast. We hate Ted, but yeah, I didn't uh, see that one actually. But yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, that was good to see. The Marines will be happy. The chain link holders off the link Marines. Link Marines, yeah. Marines. Yep. So, good news there. The few. Oh, there's plenty out there. Yeah. Lots of people holding for the last couple of years because price doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Chainlink does seem like a sleeping giant project. If yeah. It is. Touch on it very quickly. It's been around It's been around since the 2017 bull run. I think mm. probably launched in, oh, don't quote me, 18, I would say. Is it the first Oracle? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and it's really yet to be challenged. There's a lot of businesses, probably businesses that you know that leverage Chainlink's data, mm. right? Which is kind of what their bread and butter is. Everyone loves data. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but no, I mean it's yeah. Again, it, it seems like a sleeping giant, and it, you know, if I was to make a list of projects, strong projects that exist within crypto, Chainlink would be on that list, and you know, projects that are necessary to mm. the industry moving forward. Yeah, that's it. I will say no more about Chainlink. That's yep. good. Let's dive into the news. Worldcoin, boys, you heard of it? Yes. Okay, so... No, I'm not here about it right now. Okay. It's, it's, it's all the rage right now. Listed only yesterday on most exchanges. Yeah, so listed yesterday. But for anyone that doesn't know, Worldcoin, well, there's an app called World App, and then Worldcoin is like the uh, cryptocurrency behind the app that powers it yep. for payments and everything. So the CEO of OpenAI that created ChatGPT has actually created this project, and it's been in development for years now. It's only really come to the surface now that it's, you know, the main net's gone live and it's getting a bit of traction there. But to break it down in simple terms, the World App is an ID-focused app, aims at building the largest identity and financial network. So it's all about verifying digital identity because with artificial intelligence these days, there's actually become a problem where like people don't understand if something's coming from a real human or a robot. Mm -hmm. So it verifies your identity online and through the app, you can earn like the World Coin and use it for payments within the app. I actually gave the app a go this morning. Unfortunately, it's not fully functional for people in Australia because you need to use an orb, which is the thing that verifies your digital identity. And yeah, and uh, so we don't have that yet. So how many orbs? We don't have any orbs in Australia. <laughs> if if someone could bring one to the SwiftX office, that would be great. But look, it's a cool cool idea. I like it. It's it's interesting. I, I also think it's you know a bit sus and risky at this stage. You know, mm. we don't know too much about it yet. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, it's a bit of a strange one. Like, I mean, yeah, especially crypto people, they don't really want to, you know, the true native crypto people are not keen on giving away identity. They want to have, you know, this idea of self-sovereignty. It kind of goes against that. Yep. Again, not saying that that's the be all and end all of crypto and where we need to go. We're all pretty well aligned and understanding now that we're going down a kind of a regulated path within crypto. Regulation means we're going to have more information on people. Like, and that I think that's just probably the way we're going. Yeah, not everyone's going to like that direction, but it's definitely, look, it is an interesting project. I think the fact that it has such a, it, you know, it's going to get traction because it is ChatGBT connection, mm-hmm. if nothing else. So I think that's, yeah, it's definitely one to watch. Lots of big VCs behind this one too, just to call it out. I think yeah. Raise biggest raise 50 million or something yeah. one of the biggest recent raises in the yeah. crypto space at least so imagine if you're the chat gbt guy and you go hey i'm go- i got this new project it's going to be bigger than chat gbt give me a billion dollars they're like yeah right where do we where do we sign where do we yeah, sign up pretty much right so something i was looking into ted is the tokenomics mm-hmm. right so a new coin launches people might hear the term tokenomics and say oh, what the hell is that it's essentially where the tokens are being created from who has them, how are they going to be distributed, yep. generally determines 
when I say generally, I guess most of the time it does determine what supply comes onto exchanges, what the price action might be and what's available to cause volatility. Mm-hmm. That's generally how I how I look at it. It also is a key indicator in terms of, you know, rug pull. Am I going to be rug pulled by this project because all of the founders hold all the tokens or the people managing it hold all the tokens yeah. essentially. So that is one thing I did have a look into and I, I seen that 75% of the tokens had been earmarked for a community. So that's essentially your investors, your mm-hmm. backers of the project, which is a good number off the bat. I can't think of it, the name of the project, but a lot of projects launched, they might have 15, 20% of allocation to the community and then yeah. 60 to the founders, right? So that's, you know, again, yeah, it's that's when you're you're kind of open for rug pull. So yeah, 13.5% to investors of tools for humanity, whatever that is, I actually don't know. It's part of the project. 10% to initial development team and 1.7% in reserve. Mm. So you'll probably say, well, that doesn't make up all the numbers. What it said was, the allocation to the insiders on the project, they've got about 25% overall exposure. So again, it's that partly down to the cost and complexity. You know, you're talking about orbs. Mm. They have physical devices that they need to kind of buy to, you know, to run part of this project as well. So yeah, that's pretty key. And last call out on this, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, by the time the podcast drops that we should have it listed on Swiftex as well. Yeah. Good news there too. Good news. uh, Ticket code WLD, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, correct. Correct. Were you saying that you tried out the app or did you already cover that? Yeah. Yeah, I already covered that. Yeah, I think it's Ted. They couldn't find humanity. (laughs) Yeah, so they verified I was a human, but they couldn't verify that I was uh, a normal human. So (laughs) they said, nah, the same for you, bro. There's no technology, Matt, they can verify that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to get the talk coin, so that doesn't matter. We'll get there. Nice. What else is happening, guys? We've got Ethereum. What's happening there? Yeah, so we're kind of discussing the market before and, you know, saying that there's not much volatility, not sure whether it's going up or down based on, like, the macro factors. Some interesting on-chain data. So one of the Ethereum co-founders transferred $41 million, like equivalent in ETH to an exchange. So it's interesting news. Usually what that means is they're looking to sell. However, it doesn't appear like that they've sold yet because ETH hasn't really dipped or anything like that. Usually a sell of that magnitude would have an impact on the price. Mm-hmm. If you want to kind of keep an eye on those on-chain data, just watch the uh, the SwiftX analytics pages where we do have a metric on like, you know, whale transactions. So you can see like a dip in this case if they've sold or a spike if they're they're buying so that usually is a good indication of what the the big holders are doing so yeah just want to keep an eye out for yeah and i think another one to call out too is the token unlocks yeah yeah i was having a look at that this morning actually i guess it's leading into yeah we talked about catalysts in the market at the moment what's the next catalyst have you talked about fomc meeting we have earnings reports and the last piece of the puzzle is for people invested in crypto is token unlocks so for people that don't, I guess, know or care, there's a list of, of tokens that go through kind of a locking period as part of their tokenomics that I kind of spoke about earlier on WorldCoin. Essentially, the, these kind of are the top projects I'm just going to touch on. Singularity, AGIX, SUI, which is a pretty new one that only got listed a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Optimism, they're kind of the, the key projects. If you hold those, I guess, be aware you could potentially be in for some volatility in the, in the coming weeks as the tokens unlock. The assumption is, tokens get unlocked and they get sold mm. that isn't always the case but i guess that's that it's is a risk like, that that's a risk or assumption yeah, yeah. so yeah. but it also adds supply right yes and so from an economics perspective higher the supply and lower the demand it's like it's a yeah. catalyst for price decreasing in this case they're not like huge volumes of tokens sure 
unlocks. Sure. So it shouldn't have too much of an impact, but also one to consider. Yeah, so only 2.3 million for AGIX, 5.2 for SUI. Optimism, 37.7 million worth of tokens. So that's a, a larger one. So yeah, I guess it's just one for, for people to keep an eye on. If you have those tokens, be aware of it. And we posted in the show notes, but I dropped a link in as well so people can go and have a check check out the full list yeah. of assets because there's more. I just kind of call out the major ones. So token.unlocks.app for anyone that's, the one. that's listening. That's the one. Yes. And lastly, we've just got more of a negative story coming out of Kuwait. So Kuwait have actually banned all crypto transactions. This came after a recommendation from the Financial Action Task Force, otherwise known as the FATF. Um, so <laughs> bit of a fun one. <laughs> hey, mate. And, uh, you know, I'm just the messenger here. Uh, but for anyone that doesn't know, the FATF basically have a vendetta against crypto. And... Uh, Go there anyway. Yeah. Well, their big thing is like preventing money laundering and financial terrorism. And they see crypto as a big issue in that in that thing. But it, they're, they're honestly like, it's kind of like the SEC that they're trying to enforce regulation rather than like, you know, work alongside it. So in this case, yeah, they've made a recommendation to Kuwait to ban it and they've, they've taken them up on that. Not the greatest news considering we thought like the Middle East was starting to become a real big adopter of crypto and they still aren't to some respect, but Kuwait just, I guess, goes the other way. Yep. You let them know that all crypto transactions are on-chain and verifiable in the blockchain. Can you send them a message out? I don't, I don't think the FATF have caught up to that yet. No, they don't care. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But cash is no problem. Crypto is. I guess so. You have to give them a call. I'm sure you have their number, Tommy. <laughs> FATF. <laughs> yeah. Good on speed dial. Yeah. But uh, that's interesting because the Pakistani minister revealed that banning crypto forever was one of the FATF's conditions for removing them off their grey list. <laughs> So, mate, can you keep it together, please? I can't get enough of that when he says fat F. Like. Yeah. So, obviously, they're, they're really pushing for crypto banning and saying, like, look, they're giving them an ultimatum. If, like, if you want to take you off our blacklist, then you've got to ban crypto and we won't take anything else as an answer. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things, growing pains of the industry, I guess. That's it. Yeah, it's got nothing else to say about fat F. Not really. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I kind of I was touching on it. It's just like crypto is the absolute worst tool to use if you're trying to launder money. Yeah. Most of the time, most of the time. There's caveats, of course, to it, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, I actually seen an article during the week that called out Bitcoin is no longer the choice of money laundering asset for criminals. They're right. Yeah. Well, because of that reason, right? Because it's all on chains and yeah. verified. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I guess government agencies and lawmakers are getting better at identifying who owns the wallet. Yeah. Yep. At the moment, you know, you don't have like a bank account where you can see Ted has given Pav money through money laundering activities. It's confidential. It is. I know. I was just wondering what was on the whiteboard behind me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and they'll continue to get better and better as crypto moves down the regulatory route. I can expect this headline we're reading about, full crypto ban in Kuwait, to completely be reversed in a couple of years. Yep. So let's see what happens. But One can only hope. That's it. I think that's us for today. That's it. That's a wrap. That's the first one. It up. All three of us. What do you reckon? Should we keep it as three or drop it? I didn't it mind it too. It's good. I don't mind it either. Everyone gets a little rest in between. I think it's yeah. good. Yeah. I've had a little snooze before. I did and no one caught it. Yeah. Woke up and when you hear the table being banged, that's probably when you woke up. That was it. Or me talking about fat air. Well, it was all the, fo- all the footsies under the table got me. Yeah. Apologies for that. It's yeah. a little bit of fun for everyone. It's good. Cool. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We will um, catch you guys again next week with or without Ted. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Or Tommy, if he ever comes or me. to join us. So either Thank way, you're stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Pav will be here. Don't worry about that. <laughs>
unfortunately. See you guys. Bye. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 